What's up, Slick Talkers? I want to promote a quick little thing that we're doing at Good Morning Hospitality called Good Morning Retreats. This is our first ever retreat, and we are hosting a hospitality training retreat at the Horst Schultz Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. Now, this is going to be July 8th through the 10th, and it's for operators only. So if you're a property manager and you want to actually dive into the inner workings of providing hospitality and not just the operations of your business, then this is what you need to do and sign up for. So go to goodmorningretreats.com in order to get into an intimate setting with other operators just like you. If you go to the website, you'll see the published agenda and other things around the whole retreat. We're excited to host you. And if you're going to the retreat already and you've already confirmed your spot, we can't wait to show you what we have up our sleeves for this event. Now, let's move on to the episode. Thanks for tuning in. And like always, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. I really knew that I had to build a profile for myself and my business in my community as being the people to go to, the experts on Airbnb. And the way you need to do this is simply by giving information. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. Hey, everybody. I don't mean to break away from the episode, but hear me out really quick. Let's talk about dynamic pricing. Recently, I did an in-depth demo with Andrew Kitchell, the CEO and founder of Wheelhouse. Now I'm going to tell you what a great product and tool for property managers to use since now is the time that we all know that you cannot leave money on the table. As the short-term rental segment of hospitality gets more advanced, revenue management and dynamic pricing will help you and your team keep your eye on the prize while maintaining excellent service. Now if you're a property manager of any size, go ahead and check them out and let them know that Will sent you. Or you can just click the link below and you will be pleasantly surprised. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Will Slickers. Today's a really fun episode. I have my friend all the way from Australia, Julie George, the million dollar host on Slick Talk. What a pleasure. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, my friend? Hello. G'day from Australia. Super, super excited to finally make it onto Slick Talk. I've, uh, you know, I've been hanging out for this invitation for a long time, Will Slickers. I finally got one make me sound like I'm a horrible host and just like holding invitations in front of people and be like, do you really want it? Do you? I do really want it. I want to be on your show. And uh, <laughs> no, it's been, it's just exciting to be able to talk to you. And I think we were just saying before that it's nice to actually see each other because we yes. talk all the time on Clubhouse or on other mediums, but to, or seeing your Facebook post will, but to actually now be able to have a conversation with you, I feel like I know you even better. I know it's like we've been li- lifelong friends that are like leading up to this big debut to the world. It's like, hello, we're here. <laughs> we're here. Well, that's very true. And I was going to say Clubhouse has been, I, I'm pretty sure the same thing for you. It's like crack house is what a lot of people have been saying. It's addicting. I'm on it all the time. And it I, is I see hard you to get any sleep. I tell yes. you what, that fear of missing out marketing that they, they implemented just to get us on that platform by saying it's 
you know, it's only for iPhone users. It's not for Android. You need an invitation. Holy moly, everyone yeah. wants in. I mean, I didn't know what I was getting into. When I got an invitation, I thought, I don't know what Clubhouse is. What the hell? I don't need another social media in, you know, platform in my life. When I've gotten onto it, I can't get off the bloody thing. It is no. addictive. And uh, it's just, you know, puts me in connection with people like yourself every day who I now feel like I've got a tribe of people out there that, um, that you know, even though I haven't met in person, yeah. I just know one day when we all get together, there's going to be a hell of a party. They're going to need to open up a real clubhouse for all the clubhouse users to come to and finally meet. Like once all this COVID stuff is over, they're going to have to. Now, there you go. So anyone who's tuning in, who's got a big <laughs> hotel or a, or a convention space, that should be your first event. That's very true. We should have, oh gosh, you got my brain thinking. You give so many like business ideas on Clubhouse and now it's always like, yeah. So sorry, Slick Talkers. We're just going to talk about business ideas now and, and go off, <laughs> off script. Put, let's put some deals together. Anybody who wants to come in, you need to get in touch with Will Slickers or Julie George. And uh, we're putting together a convention. There we go. That's yes. our, our clubhouse convention pre uh, post-COVID. So, Yes, we're going to go clubbing for real. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Well, obviously you have built up and kind of like what you were saying pre-recording, uh, you've built up quite the audience and of course the hype and buzz around what you've have been building behind the scenes for, I don't know, how many years were you building your business? Not very long, Will. Um, so here's the secret. I only listed my first property on Airbnb in 2016. So less wow. than five years ago, I I didn't even know about Airbnb. I had no concept. And when I had a one bedroom apartment become available, I thought, all right, it's furnished. It's one bedroom. It's right on the fringe of the city. Let's find out what this fuss is about with Airbnb. Let's put some linen in. We'll turn the Wi-Fi on. We'll take some photos. We'll put the listing up. And holy moly, um, we went, you know, suddenly I went from 240 a week to 600 a week in just less than no time at all. So I just, uh, yeah, it's just incredible. So it's, it's blown my mind, but only a very, very short time. And uh, yeah, just incredible. I was going to say, so let's dive into your background because uh, I, I do remember from reading a little bit about your book and a few other things that you were in the real estate market. So I want to know really your background and who you are and what really got to those leading moments of getting into the short-term rental market. Yeah, sure. So um, I guess I had <laughs> I had done a lot of things in my past um, uh, and starting with a hotel management degree at university, which I was just explaining to you that, you know, after I did my couple of years at uni, I learned how to be a housewife is how I described it because I learned how to cook <laughs> and clean. And uh, uh, my favorite course was the bartending so I could learn to make the cocktails. But then of course I drank so many of the cocktails, I can't remember how to make the cocktails. So I pretty much finished that course going, I'm never going to manage a hotel in my life. <laughs> I then went on to working in tourism, advertising, um, selling phone book advertising. You know, <laughs> do you even know what a phone book is, Will? <laughs> I was say, I get them in my door and then I throw them away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're good for propping up your computer monitor, but that's about it. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, so I then stumbled into, well, I didn't stumble. I actually always had a passion for real estate and I'd built up a portfolio of properties myself over the years um, and 
I really wanted to learn more. So I got into, uh, I did my real estate course. I became a broker and I found myself sitting in open homes on the weekends with nobody coming through and I was bored. Um, and I really felt like, gosh, there's got to be something more to this. So uh, so it was when I could actually see the, the Airbnb changed my um, my life by giving me more money and a new business concept that I thought there's probably property investors out there that can uh, benefit from the same thing that I've done. And it was really about making that opportunity come to life with starting an Airbnb property management company and, uh, and offering those services for, to manage other people's houses and take a little portion of it myself uh, to, to manage the day-to-day -day operations of um, short-term rentals. So, um, yeah. Sorry, I've forgotten your question already. Will. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. I was going to say, um, guess, Lee, what were the, so you're, you're a real estate broker. You have all these properties, all, all these open houses. Um, what, I guess, when did you really get into, was this like your first property, the one bedroom apartment? Was that one of your own or was that a customer or clients that you were listing for, for sale or what was the kind of the story? So it was my own. Um, it was my, so I had some, a few properties, but that was the first one that I put on was my own. And I would always say to people, if you're even considering getting into this industry, just try it out on your own property first or get a little property just to, to learn from, because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have to learn how the platform operates. Uh, you need to understand how hospitality operates. I mean, you know, hopefully most of the people listening in have a hospitality background and have an understanding of what a guest would want when they come to stay a night in, you know, in a property that they're paying for, you know, they're wanting clean linen, they're wanting uh, good service, they're wanting um, oh, swift replies to messages, that type of thing. So, so, but for those people who have never worked in hospitality or never uh, understood that side of things, it's it's a 24-7 gig. Like, it is full on. And for that first 12 months, you know, I, I learned the hard way that you have to put in a lot of work. So, so I did it myself. But the concept really came about when I was uh, – I had an investor come to me working in real estate. They came to me and they said – Julie, we want a positively cash flow property. Uh, can you help us? And, uh, you know, there were lots of books have written about positive cash flow properties years ago. Unfortunately, there just weren't any. And I said to this woman, I'm sorry, but, you know, you're an interstate uh, investor. You've flown up all this way to, to Cairns. You obviously want this property. They're like unicorns. They just don't exist. But... Mm -hmm. How about we create one for you? So let's go out. Let's find your property that you would like to vacation in yourself. Purchase that property, which she found one and she did. Let's furnish the property. And because you live interstate and you can't, you're not here to do that yourself, I'm going to put my hand up and I'm going to do it for you, but I'm going to charge you a fee. And then thirdly, let's list it on Airbnb and I will manage the process for you. And it was through that little project that I could see the potential. She loved the option and she loved the money coming in. And in fact, it worked so well that six months later, she rang me and she said, do it again, do it again, go and get me another one. So I did, but that was really, that's when the light bulbs went off and went, geez, I'm onto something here. This, you know, in Australia, we hadn't, there wasn't anybody that was doing this Airbnb or short-term property management. I could see that in America, there were a few in the UK, South Africa, there was a really big company there doing it. And I thought it can work here. If, you know, as long as we've got properties that people want to list on short-term rentals, 
a lot of people that want to get into the game don't have the time, don't have the experience, don't have the skill set to be able to do it. So they're happy to hand over to a professional. And I was then just charging a commission. So I would charge 25% of the nightly rate uh, plus keep the cleaning fee from the guests. So, so that's kind of how it started off. And my whole philosophy was to keep it super simple. No extra fees, no extra charges, 25%, anything coming in. So then they could easily see what money they were making. And it was usually twice as much as they would make with a long-term lease. So it was win, win, win all round. And I was going to say, yeah, you make it so many good points going into the, the fee structure. But for, for when you were doing this, do you think your real estate background really played like the role of success? Like you're able to go like buy it or not buy it, but really be the listing agent or the real estate agent for that client and then do all the stuff with your with your license and your brokerage? I think it helped initially, but it probably the, the way it helped the most was that it gave me credibility. And it really, in my community, having, uh, when I was able to advertise, you know, have your Airbnb property listed, um, managed by a licensed realtor, that actually was the one thing that people felt really secure and comfortable with. And they knew that although the money from Airbnb, the rental money coming in on that property was coming to me, it was going into a trust account. And a trust account is, you know, if people aren't familiar, it's a, a bank account you just can't touch. Um, by law, the government makes sure that you are holding other people's money in an account that cannot be actioned for anything else other than at the end of the month given to the property owner and then you take your commission out of. So I think if anything, it just give, gave me a bit of credibility. Um, you don't need to be a real estate agent though. And that's the main thing is that you, in fact, you don't even need, um, you don't even need that hospitality background. You just need a willingness to learn. And I think by doing, anybody who's listening to this podcast is doing exactly the right thing. Do your research, read read books. Uh, I've got a good one here on my counter that you can read, um, but read books, listen to podcasts, get on Clubhouse, tap into some experts because the one thing I was missing when I started off was any help. Uh, there was yeah. nobody to mentor me. There was nobody to hold my hand and nobody to show me the ropes. Now there are so many people like myself or other experts in the field that I have got courses that you can do and you can really just, um, you can skip over all the, the mistakes that we made and then jump straight into finding the success story. Very true. And the not having a hospitality background, like you just have to be okay with people. That's like my one thing I always tell, like my dad, he's kind of like the grumpy old man. And so I'm like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't talk to the guests. Like you, you can help set up everything, but you, you're kind of grumpy sometimes. So I don't think this is a good idea, but people like my mom would be great. Send your dad in when they've had a party. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You could be security. Um, but no, just being able to go be good with people. I, I always tell that it's like, if you can communicate properly, if you can have an imagination and be able to see a vision and create it. Um, whether it's what you saw in your head or not. Um, I think it's uh, the fun part about it is that you could just be as creative as you want. You go for all sorts of different properties, whether it's multifamily, single family home, uh, beach properties, city, you name it. Um, there's so many options that you can go into. So I, that's what I think is really cool about it. Um, with, with that though, in 2016, there weren't many tools like you said like nobody was there to hold your hand it was literally you have a listing platform your camera and be able to like create 
uh, a good title and a listing detail. Um, so pretty much what my point is, is like, how the hell did you keep up with 130 properties at once? And this is, this is where I need to put my hand up and say, I have, I'm terrible with tech. I have no concept. I, I, only two weeks ago, I had to get my 22-year-old son to show me how to use Instagram. So <laughs> I, I promise you, folks, that if you're tuning in now and you're not a tech head, I can, I can tell you it can be done. So 130 properties is where I got to uh, in 2019. You know, we had $8 million coming in on the Airbnb platform. Like, you know, big, big operation, lots of staff, lots of guests. And on any one night, I might have four or 500 people staying in my properties. So we were considered to be one of the biggest pseudo hotels in the region, uh, which is a whole, whole nother story. But um, how did we run it? What tech did we use to run it? I used the Airbnb uh, app on my phone and on the computer, Airbnb only. I just, I didn't go with any other platforms. I did try them. I didn't like them. Uh, so sorry, anybody listening in on those other platforms. Um, Airbnb were just amazing. And, you know, if I probably could get an Airbnb tattoo, if I could stand the pain, I probably would. So Mr. Chesky, if you want to sponsor that. Uh, but um, uh, but <laughs> I didn't, I used the Airbnb app. I used Zero for the accounting. So my general accounting was done on the Zero um, software. And then I had a real estate software, which I um, was called REI Master. And I used another one called Console. So anybody, and that was purely because I needed to do reports and owner statements at the end of each month uh, to meet my audit requirements for the trust account that I had with my real estate um, side of things, the side of the business. That was it. I didn't use any pricing. I didn't use, I, you know, I did dabble with AirDNA for a little bit, but then I thought I knew better than AirDNA. Yeah, right. I, it scares me now because I- I won't, I I won't only, tell Scott. I, I was speaking to Andrew Kitchell this morning. He's got an amazing software platform called Wheelhouse, a pricing software. And I said to him, look, I did really well because I thought I knew it all. <laughs> How well could I have done if I had implemented your software into my business? That yeah. is, it scares the crap out of me to think I probably could have done a lot more than $8 million. So, um, so but my, my, I guess what I would say to people is reassure you that you don't need a lot of tech, but if you do have that tech, it probably is going to benefit you in some way. So, mm -hmm. uh, but it can be done without it. It's very true. And I was just going to say like, the, the tech side of things is kind of crazy. There's so many options. There's so many things out there right now, especially with COVID. Like, I think it just sped everything up so much. Um, so it's funny that you mentioned AirDNA and Wheelhouse, but um, with, with your first property, how did you scale to 130? What was like, because obviously you had that, the the community of your real estate, um, you know, the, that trust factor, the people that, you know, you just had a, a good reputation. Um, but what was your, your go-to method? You must have been a bull just going after all these people. It, um, it's interesting. So there's, I guess there's two sides of it. It's getting the listings, but also how to manage that operation and how to deliver the services, because that's a lot of properties. That's a lot of uh, logistics that go into that. So let me um, let me start with that side first, and then I'm going to tell you how we got all the the lead all the properties. Uh, so the first thing was I straight away knew that I wanted to work on my business, not in it. 
And to do that, you need a really good team. So as soon as I had about five properties, I actually found my first co-host. Now, this, uh, this is a gentleman by the name of Glenn. Glenn was 73 when I took him on. He's, he had come to the end of his advertising career and Glenn and I had worked together selling phone book advertising. So, you know, very different, but he got to the end of his career and he wasn't ready to retire. He said, Julie, can I do something for you? And I said, yes. Have you got a mop? Have you got a bucket? And do you know how to work a vacuum cleaner? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, here's five properties. I want you to look after those. And in the end, he had 10 properties but here's your little franchise. And I looked at it like a business opportunity for this, for this gentleman. I said, here's your, uh, here's your franchise of 10 properties. What I want you to do, Glenn, is I want you to co-host onto my main Airbnb profile. So all of the properties were listed under Julie on Airbnb. Glenn came on as a co-host. Now, Glenn then was able to take care of all the messaging for those properties he would come introduce him, like when they would say, hey, Julie, I'd like to stay at your property. He'd come back and go, hi, this is Glenn. I'm a co-host for Julie. Now, people didn't know they were coming to a business. They just thought they were coming to Julie's house. So they thought Glenn was my um, my dad or my older lover or whatever they wanted to believe. I don't know. It's scary, really, what they would have thought. But um, they he took care of the messaging. He met them face to face. Now, this was our other point of difference was we met every single guest face to face. Now that gave a lot of assurance back to the property owners as well. They love that. He then took care of the cleaning at the end. He then also checked for damages and he was able to report any damages or any maintenance and repairs that needed uh, looking at straight away back to me. And then he would reset and he would do it all again. So I was able to really set and forget those five properties. And I, while he was looking after the existing properties, I went out and I got more properties in. And that's how we were able to scale up very quickly. And so I just kept replicating that with little pods of um, like a co-host in the beaches, somebody in the city. And I would do it by geographical location so that my, my people wouldn't have to travel very far from home, that they could really just go a few minutes down the road, look after the guests. And, and it really, it allowed them to have ownership. So how I would work it, I gave them a set fee of the cleaning fee that I collected from the guests would go directly to them, plus 6% of the 25% that I was charging the, the owner. So every booking that I saw coming through, I knew I had a guaranteed 19% of that coming to me. And all I was doing for that was I was looking after the financials. I was looking after the bookings and sorry, I was looking after the calendar and the um, pricing initially until I employed someone to do that for me, which came about 12 months after I started. Um, but I was also, I was anything to do with money, paying contractors or anything, that was me. But I was also providing the consumables. So the toilet paper, the shampoo, the conditioner, the tea, coffee, um, which wasn't very much. So 19% of every booking was coming to me. And that's how I could really scale up uh, the business super quick. Coming to the other part of that question originally was, you know, how do we scale so fast and how do we get the properties? And it was all about the marketing. And when I first started the business, I really knew that I had to build a profile for myself and my business in my community as being the people to go to, the experts on Airbnb and the way you need to do this is simply by giving information, being able to tell people or help people. Um, and the way I chose to do that was through a glossy magazine. I was able to put four 
articles in that magazine, a monthly magazine. So four months in a row, I put a big full page article about how to list your property for Christmas and how to uh, take a vacation and earn money on your property over Christmas or how what the top 10 tips are to managing your own Airbnb property. So I wasn't pushing my services. I was helping other people engage the idea of Airbnb. But however, right next to that full page article was a full page ad <laughs> that I would run. And it was talking about, you know, for professional property management with a licensed real estate agent, come to Julie. Uh, and, you know, just it just so happens that then when these magazines hang around for quite a few months, so it might be six months down the track, somebody actually thinks, oh, I actually think I might give this a go. Who was that girl that is the professional? I'll go to her. And of course, you're top of mind at all times. So what I would suggest to people that are wanting to replicate my success is build your profile, build your brand, uh, whether it's social media, whether it's newspapers, whether it's traditional advertising, but then have people chase you. You want to have people knocking on your door saying, can, can you take my keys? I would like you to manage my property. And then you've got the luxury of being able to say yes or no. And it's okay to say no to some properties and some property owners. 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I've said no plenty of times. And it's okay to break up with them too. I tell you, that's the best feeling in the world. It's almost better than breaking up with an ex is when you can get rid of a property owner who, who gives you the, the poos. I won't say shit. Actually, I said shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, get rid of them. Because I, honestly, if you can get rid of that 20% of uh, people causing you 80% of the troubles, yep. you will be much better off for it. The 80-20 rule for sure yep. is great. Um well, that's really, you make a lot of good points. And I love the method that you are going, like just, it's incredible because you see management companies now and how they're structured and what they're doing and how they're scaling and then how simple yet complicated we've made it. Like it's, it was so simple for you, like just to like, all right, one platform, get co-hosts, have them take care of their properties. I do yeah. the back end stuff and the, the simple structure you created. Now it's like, we have this and that and that and that and that and all these right. tech pieces and the tech stack and like all these um, contracts and lawyers. And yeah, it's just like, oh, I just, yeah. I, I see so many businesses over complicating their systems and, and with all these layers and levels of, you know, you've got, you've got the guests dealing with a VA in the Philippines and then they're dealing with somebody else cleaning the property. And then they're dealing with somebody else talking about, you know, like, or, or property owners having to deal with more than one person is just, it's not on like you've got to keep it super simple and yeah. you don't have to overcomplicate it to have a successful business. I promise you. hundred percent. So. I agree. Um, well, so we were talking like pre pre-recording, obviously I want to talk about your book as well, but I want to know for my hotel people, cause you know, I'm a, I'm a hybrid. I like, I like hotels. I like vacation rentals. So I, I try to address for, for all my audience, but um, what is like the top, I would say five tips that you would say for hotels that want to get on the Airbnb platform? Because when I was a hotel manager in, in the Oregon coast, we were one of the first hotels to actually onboard with Airbnb and get our few rooms uh, out of 70 units. We put about, about 10 of them on Airbnb. And so I'm, I maybe, Obviously, people can take my word for it, but I want your top like 
five or so that you can say, this is why you should onboard and what you can expect? Yeah. No, it's a very good question because, and I, I would really like to see hotels embracing uh, short-term rental platforms. A lot of them are seeing them as competition, but don't see them as competition. You know, you guys have already, and, and I'm speaking to hotels right now, um, hoteliers, you have got the most amazing um, starting point when it comes to getting on the Airbnb platform, especially, I just think that you're already professionals. You already know how to have a clean property. Uh, now it's time to embrace this new platform. So the first thing is that you're going to reach a whole new audience. There is a huge target market out there that are just thinking, I'm going to book on Airbnb. They're not looking at other platforms anymore. They're not going directly to hotel booking sites. They love Airbnb. They love the concept of um, the reviewing system, the reciprocal reviewing. They love getting a pat on the back when they do something right. So people have embraced Airbnb and there, there are millions of them. So firstly, you're going to embrace this whole new audience. Secondly, uh, the, the, the audience are probably going to be the guests the best guests that you could ever hope for because of that reciprocal review platform. So, so what happens is that yeah, you're being reviewed, but they are also being reviewed. So how cool is that, that the guests are being reviewed, they're on their very best behavior and they are hoping for a little pat on the back, as I was saying. So they're going to behave themselves. They're not going to have parties. They're not going to leave a messy room. Number three is that Airbnb, listing on Airbnb is going to make you as hoteliers pull your socks up. You are going, because you're being reviewed, right? I know that, yes, you can be reviewed on other, like, there are other review platforms, but if you get a bad review on Airbnb for having hair on the pillow or something really minor, it can actually kill your business. So you are going to make sure that you are offering everything that you possibly can to uh, to your Airbnb um, ho uh, guests that are coming through. Um, I'm just trying to think what else. Uh, oh, this is super important. Your staff, number four, your staff are going to thank you because suddenly not only are they dealing with, well, you know, guests can be freaking rude sometimes and they can be not very nice to your staff. But yeah. in this case, because of that reciprocal review and it's all coming back to that platform, and this is why I love dealing with them, is that your housekeeping staff are going to walk into a clean uh, room you are going to have like your receptionists are going to have polite mannered people who are not going to be demanding um, and I just think that you will find that your your staff will uh, be very thankful um, now the last tip I'm going to give you is is probably uh, the scary part so we hear a lot in the media about Airbnb incites a lot of parties and that it's all connected, right? So it's not all bells and whistles. Um, however, I can count on one hand how many times I had to deal with an incident in my properties. And I had, you know, I had probably five or 6,000 people, uh, you know, stays, actually more than that, because I had four or 500 people a night. Anyway, yeah. a lot of people, probably five incidents I recall that absolutely turned my stomach and made me second guess why I was doing this. But here's the clincher. This is why you want to be on Airbnb. Because if the worst happens, if you walk in and the room is trashed, so let's just say that you've had the rock band from hell come in, they've, <laughs> you know, thrown the TVs out the window or whatever, you, you know, I'm watching too much TV. But if that occurs, you are backed up. Airbnb have a million dollar host guarantee. And what that means is that 
if you can take photos, if you can put a claim in and prove that the guests have caused damage. So you need photos, you need sometimes a, a, a police report. Sometimes you might need to get a quotation from a contractor to say what it will cost to repaint the wall or to replace the television. But if you can get all that, that paperwork together and submit it, if the guest does not pay for the damages, Airbnb will pay for the damages and I have always had my claims um, approved uh, there is some techniques there to to get it done but I promise you you're covered so so I guess that's that's probably my five uh, five reasons that a hotel would want to get on but I would just absolutely encourage you to do so because you just uh, you just might find it's a pretty cool experience yeah I was gonna say the guests that we had that stayed from the Airbnb platform itself um, one, we're shocked that we were a hotel because we were a condominium hotel. So we are like all suites, like a mini apartment basically. Um, and they would stay and they would like walk through the lobby and be like, are we at the right place? And it was like, yes, you're at the right place. But they, they're pretty easygoing because they're already expecting like a house where they have to do everything themselves. So the perks of the hotel amenities, such as like maybe complimentary breakfast or a pool or well, the pool that they, they knew, um, but like housekeeping service, that's all stuff that they're, they weren't expecting. expecting. So not at all. So they're pretty chill and laid back. Like, I don't think I ever had them once, like at the front desk, be bugging and complaining or doing anything. They're pretty well sufficient guests, which I really like. And um, of course, like you said, the reviewing platform really helps. Uh, I think both parties uh, on booking and Expedia you don't have that option as a hotelier so we had a lot more issues with guests from OTAs other than Airbnb uh, rather than Airbnb itself so I think you make a bunch of really good points. I'm just thinking too Will and I'm probably going to take us in a bit of a different direction here but um, I had a business uh, oh, there was a business model that I came up with and I dabbled with it a little bit but anybody who wants to make some money get your pen and paper out now because I'm going to give you a business idea and it is about creating a booking agent uh, business and what this is there's a lot of hotels and motels and smaller accommodation providers who are out there that are not on Airbnb now these are people that are possibly because their channel manager their their PMS or their channel manager is just not it doesn't connect to Airbnb and there's plenty of those out there. So traditional hotel channel managers just don't. Um, why don't you, listener, Mr. Listener, who's listening in right now, if you were to go and talk to them to the little inn down the road or the van park or the RV park or whatever it might be, go and offer your services to list their accommodations on Airbnb. You become the middleman. You actually do all the listing, but what you do is you create it in their name. So you create a listing under that, uh, let's say the Hilton Hotel. Let's go from, let's not muck around. Let's go to the big guys, right? So we go to the Hilton Hotel chain. We say, we're going to list you. We're going to create a profile on Airbnb under the Hilton Hotel. I'm going to create it using my referral link from my Airbnb account. So I get a kickback from Airbnb. So that's number one. We're going to make some money like that. Um, but number two is I'm going to co-host myself back onto your account. So I then can take control and do all, I can set up your listings. I can set up your different room types. I can take control and do all your um, messaging to your guests and ultimately become like a reservations department for the Hilton Hotel. 
what that means is then you take 15%. So this is how much I charged for this service. I took 15% of the nightly rate. But the clincher is I don't have to do any of the cleaning. I don't have to do any of the housework or any of the uh, preparation for the guests. I don't have to worry about the guests at all, in fact, because all I'm doing is taking the booking. I'm relaying that every day to the hotel and saying, okay, so tomorrow we've got Mr. and Mrs. Smith coming in. And then on Thursday, we've got the, uh, the whole family are coming in and there's a group of four kids coming in that day. So all you're doing is on a daily basis, contacting the hotel, working in or syncing in with their calendars and you become the middleman, but you take the, uh, the commission. And this is a business concept that I did operate here in Cairns just for a couple of hotels because I just wanted to dabble and see if it worked. It worked perfectly. And um, can I, can I ask you one thing off of that? Uh, What if a hotel sold out? Like what if they sell out after your guest is booked? Has that ever happened? No, it didn't ever happen. So I guess, I guess you'd have to be really, I don't know whether you could actually sync your calendars with them. Um, But there's a good point. So that's something that you would have to consider is that. um, So, but yeah, I just think that you could actually then create this model where, you know, if you're a stay at home mom, or if Mm, you don't want to, you don't want to, like, you're not a cleaner at all. You don't like cleaning on who does. um, You actually could, there's so many ways of skinning a cat with this business and to create a business opportunity and um, do it nationally, do it internationally and, uh, you know, create something. Actually, there is one guy that I've come across that is doing this. Um, Braden Ross, he is calling, he calls himself Mr. Airbnb, but he has got billions of dollars of properties listed and he is just the middleman. He is the the marketing guru and the booking agent. And um, so I think he is incredible, but I haven't come across anybody else doing this. So there we go. You heard it first on Will Slicker's Slick Talk. And uh, if you do make a million dollars, I want you to come back and let me know and you get to buy the drinks, whoever is the entrepreneur. <laughs> That's awesome. That's the best deal. I, I always heard a couple of like people like Shark Tank, for example, is like, once you hit this certain record, uh, you're buying rounds. And it's like, okay, <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. I want, I want that. I want that deal. Um, <laughs> No, that's so awesome. And so Julie, when did you write the book? When did you, cause I'm guessing this is, if you're just giving these bombs and ideas right here on the podcast, just off the top of your head, uh, I'm assuming the book has probably 20,000 times more inside. So when did you write the book and what's the, your, your book in? So the book actually was released in 2018. So it was about probably 18 months to two, actually, yeah, it wasn't even quite the two year mark. What And the reason I did write the book, and you can see the title, Million Dollar Host, I hit my million dollars in the first year. And so many people came to me and said, how did you do it? How did you scale up so quickly? Um, and they were super excited. So I thought rather than repeat, repeat, repeat that answer, let's write it down. But I also wrote the book on another level as well, because I had a, a son who was about 20 at that time who didn't know anything about mum and what mum had done I thought well I'm going to write it down I'm going to leave a legacy so that even you know it might not be for a few years but one day he might read the book and go oh this is what mum did I'm really proud of her or his children might be able to read it and well after I'm gone the one thing we are all certain of is that we're not going to live forever so the book will outlast me and uh, I just so that was the reason I did it but um so I kind of, so it does give a lot of those ideas. In fact, it does even talk about that, uh, that booking agent model. It does talk about that in the book. Um, 
But what it doesn't talk about is what happened in the second half of my business. So, so that was 2018 that the book was released. 2019 was when I got a tap on the shoulder. I'd grown the business to 130 properties and we generated $8 million income. And uh, that's when I got the tap on the shoulder uh, to sell my business. And so unfortunately that part of the story isn't in the book, but I think I might need to write an extra chapter and, and sell that because that's kind of a story in itself, you know, being able to build a saleable asset and then being able to sell that. And, uh, and now I get to, to consult mentor and, you know, my goal and my vision for 2021 is to really help five new people come into that millionaire status and pull them and mentor them and be on their team to help them grow their business to that scale where they can say, well, I'm now a million dollar host too. So, uh, well, I so think you're already on your way to it because I got off of a zoom call today with one of our friends from clubhouse who is a part of your guys's group in, um, Deanna. Yeah. So, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's uh, I'm, I'm three weeks or four weeks into coaching her. And uh, so I meet with Deanna every week and we talk, um, we talk for an hour or, or two. And then, so I'm doing this in conjunction with Eric Moller uh, from mm-hmm. STR Legends. So, so Eric and I are coaching Deanna and um, Dina, sorry, I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong. So that's terrible. Get that right, Julie. Um, but Dina, we we coach her, and uh, and our thing is for for the next for ninety days, I'm going to be on her team. So I am part of the Keys to Kelowna uh, team, and I always get the business name wrong too. Uh, but uh, where I can't get it right with pronunciation, I can get it right with business strategies. And we we actively so last week, for instance, and I'm sure she won't mind me talking about this we were working through her contract that she puts out mm. to her owners. Then we were working on her contract that she gives to her cleaners. And we were just getting the wording right. We were talking about what to include in it, what to take out of it. And that's the sort of stuff that we do on a weekly basis. Uh, now she is one to watch. This woman is going to be, a, yeah, she will be a multimillionaire, but she is also like you will, she is looking at the luxury market and yeah that's where I wanted to connect her to you because she is looking to be able to have a point of difference or be able to understand what she needs to do to get the big rates per night. So, um, so I'm super glad that you guys are connecting. That's awesome. Yeah, no, of course we were talking about that and she was like, yeah, I want to go for ultra luxury and she's nailing it down. Like you got, whatever you guys are doing, keep it up because she was just describing the properties for one, the, the beauty that they are, um, the service that she was, she has so many good questions and so many good ideas and thoughts. And especially like putting a Tesla on one, I was like, brilliant. Wish I thought of that. Um, but yeah, so it's really cool to see what you're doing. And just to, I think, like you said, you're well on your way for, for that goal of $5 million host to, to follow the legacy as well as, as the book. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just incredible. Really incredible. I love what you're doing. And of course, like we keep mentioning Clubhouse, we're just going to be continuing this uh, this uh, marathon, it feels like, of, uh, of just consistently doing this. But I love it. And I just, I want to just say thank you for, of course, you know, taking time to, to drop knowledge onto the Slick Talk audience and for myself as well, always learning. Um, yeah, I just, where can people find you? That's what actually yeah. what I want to know. Where can people find well, you and, and your book? 
Yeah, Clubhouse is uh, is probably the number one addicted social media platform that you can find me on. Um, and every Sunday afternoon on Clubhouse, uh, so Sunday 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I run a, a room called Airbnb Success Stories, and that's where we get other million-dollar hosts uh, that, you know, like yourself, Will, you've been on our panel quite a few times that we I want to talk to the people that are high level, who have got who have got the success, who can share the tips. We throw topics at them, and we get a very big audience because they everyone likes hearing success stories. And you know, if you, if they can be inspired, and we can encourage somebody else to maybe take on board a tip that uh, somebody drops, then we're doing our job. So join me on Clubhouse there. Um, but the other thing is the book is available on Amazon or on any leading uh, online bookstore. Um, if you if you buy it and read it and you like it, please throw a good review on there. I am I'm tackling. <laughs> there's a review on Amazon that I just keep coming back to. I got a one star review on Amazon. Somebody saying that I was a drunk soccer mum. Uh, anyway, you've got to laugh at some of these bad reviews. So so I need good reviews to push that bad one down the hill a little bit. But um, but I promise if not if you buy the book you don't like it, I'm going to give you your money back. Please <laughs> please know that that's the case. But you'll like it. Uh, but um, but you can also connect with me. I would welcome anybody to book in. I do free half hour consultations, Zoom consults to help others. Um, and that can be booked through uh, milliondollarhost.com.au. Perfect. Yeah. And for the audience, I'm going to put everything in the show notes. And if you DM me or Julie, I'll even do this. If you DM Julie and she tells me that someone that listened to this episode DM'd her using the word Slick Talk Club, then I will give you a free invite for Clubhouse. I'll just give out invites for- I'll tell you what, done. if they do, uh, let's let's up the ante on that. The first five people that DM Ooh. me and say Slick Talk, what, what, what is that the words we I, want I to just, use? I, I put Slick Talk Club, I don't know, because Clubhouse, right? There you go. DM me, put Slick Talk Club, or you've heard this podcast, the first five people I will give a free ebook to. So Ooh, uh, perfect. So let me know. And uh, yeah, I would be happy to, to just- Look, I'm giving away now. So uh, yeah, so first five, there's uh, there's five books in it for you. Awesome. Yeah, and I'll even put the, the Instagram into the show notes as well. So that way we can get the DMs going. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> now, thank you. Now Julie. I know how to use Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank, thank God for uh, millennials, right? Oh, man. <laughs> That was awesome. Well, Julie, you're amazing. And you're like such a like it's four. No, it's 5pm here. Um, I've been working since 6am. And so I'm still jacked up from this conversation that I could probably start working a, a couple more. So I love it. This is so awesome. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. And I can't wait to see you in the club. Uh, Clubhouse that is for all the audience. And then of course, um, dropping this episode and making sure that everyone that listens gets some value. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show, Will. Of course. Well, Slick Talkers, all the show notes will have the links below. Go ahead, check them out. So reach out if you have any questions and we would love to help. And you have been listening to Slick Talk. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. 
We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.